Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. I am your host, Daniel Gundlach, and I am thrilled to share with you the opera and classical singers about whom I am most passionate. I hope that when you hear these voices, you might echo me in saying, God, I love her, or God, I love him. Now, Without any further ado, I bring you this week's episode. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the final episode for 2019 of Counter Melody. Happy to say that we will be back in 2020, and for the next two months I'll be taking a slightly different format because I have an extremely heavy personal schedule coming up in the next couple months. But for today, we will focus on those artists who departed this world in 2019. We're going to start in chronological order. Therefore, at least as of the time of this recording, the most recent artist to make his departure is Peter Schreier, who died on Christmas Day at the age of 84. As has been pointed out, there's something very appropriate about him taking leave of this earth on Christmas Day because he was such a magnificent interpreter of the evangelist in Bach's Christmas oratorio as well as his passions. We're going to turn to something very different today from Schreier. That is a recording made in February 1965, that is very, very early in his career, of Ecoridente in Cielo from Rossini's Barbara Seville, but with a difference. That is, it's sung in German, as all of this material was in Germany at that time. So, what we're going to hear is Sie schon die Morgenröte der Welt entgegen lachen. Ach, Stunde, 
We will return to Peter Schreier at the very end of this episode, which promises to be fairly long, so settle in for the ride. Because it's going to be long, I am going to eliminate the normal underscoring that I use. With apologies to my dear friend Alan Segal, we will be hearing his music again next week. In meanwhile, I want to just move as quickly as I can because there are so many people who need to be acknowledged. Even so, we're only going to be able to touch on a handful of them. Two weeks ago, we spoke about Dalton Baldwin, the partner of Gérard Souzy, who had died a week before his birthday. We're going to listen to him now, accompany Ellie Ameling in a beautiful song by Reynaldo Ann called La Dernière Valse. It's about the final waltz that a couple are taking, and she, the singer, knows that he is about to dump her. She's expressing her regret and her, her bitterness at being abandoned but all to a beautiful three-quarter waltz, as we hear, so beautifully conveyed by the late Dalton Baldwin. Cruel, cruel. 
There's a very useful blog slash website on which I found out about the death of a lot of these artists. So some of them I didn't really know that much about, but sampling their songs, I really, really loved them and thought that I should share at least a portion of their output with you. This next one, Jackie Moore, is one of those people. She died on November 8th at the age of 73. Uh, she sort of flanked the 70s with hits. Uh, one in 1970 called Precious Precious, which is really a soul number. And then one in 79, it's called This Time Baby. It's a disco hit. This one that I'm offering for you actually was not one that she was particularly celebrated for, but it really kind of grabbed me. It was a single on Atlantic Records. It's called It Ain't Who You Know. I've never been the type of woman to run you down On a trail you all around town Just to find out where you were and who you were with I had a lot of faith and trust in you But I keep finding out all the things you do Without ever sticking the key in the car It's gonna come back to me wherever you are certain cases I'm paying tribute to two artists at once and in this next example that's exactly what I'm doing. First off is the conductor Friedemann Laya who died on the 3rd of November. He was a rather intrepid conductor. He did a lot of really unusual work in Montpellier in particular and the other person that we're paying tribute to right now is the tenor Francisco Casanova. I'm taking him a little bit out of sequence. He died on the 26th of September at the age of only 61. What I'm offering here is an excerpt from Amilcare Ponchielli's rare opera called Marion de Lorme. I've prepared a shortened version of the aria, Silenzio e Tenebre, so silence and darkness. This is Francisco Casanova, conducted by Friedemann Laya. Both of them departed this past year. Oh, man. 
This next artist has a very unusual pedigree. She died on October 31st of ovarian cancer. Her name was Anne Crum. She was the daughter of George Crum, the composer, and Elizabeth Crum, who was a violinist. She was primarily a Broadway performer. She was in the original cast of Aspects of Love by Andrew Lloyd Webber on both Broadway and in the West End. She sang a number of other things as well, and she was nominated for a Tony for her performance in the short-lived Anna Karenina musical. She also performed a number of her father's pieces In recent years, since 2003, he has been taking traditional American songs and also some Spanish songs, in fact, and putting them into what he calls songbooks. The selection we're about to hear is Anne Crum singing from the third of the American songbooks. The subtitle of that is Unto the Hills, and this is All the Pretty Little Horses. It's a quite different setting than Aaron Copeland gives it in the Old American Songs, but it's very much recognizable. This is Anne Crumb. Again, we're going to pay tribute to, this time, to three artists at the same time. The first is Raymond Lepard, who died on the 22nd of October of this year. We're going to hear Heather Harper and Gerald English in duet, the first of those two singers. The Irish soprano Heather Harper 
who died on the 22nd of April this last year, is one of my very favorite singers. I had originally planned to devote most of the episode to Heather Harper because she's such an extraordinarily versatile and beautiful artist, but we're only going to hear a couple things from her today. The first is this duet, which she sings with the British tenor Gerald English, who died on February 6th of this past year. Raymond Lapard was very known for his, what is referred to as realizations of Cavalli and Monteverdi operas that were done initially at Glyndebourne and they had a life beyond there as well. There are recordings of his Lormindo of Cavalli, his Callisto, that's probably the most famous one, but there's also an earlier recording of L'Incoronazione di Popea. This was an Angel Records compilation called Origins of 17th Century Venetian Opera. I think that's what it's called. Very catchy title. Really beautiful recording, though. Fantastically beautiful. It also features the long-lived Swiss tenor, Hugues Quenot. This, I had planned on offering several selections from this, but the only thing that we're going to hear today is this single one, a duet called Mio Core Respira, My Heart Breathes, from an opera by Cavalli called La Virtù degli Strali d'Amore, The Virtue of Love's Arrows. And it's a rather sexy kind of duet with, as I said, Gerald English, Heather Harper, and Raymond Lapard conducting.
The same day that Raymond Lepard died, that is the 22nd of October, we also lost the marvelous and long-lived Italian baritone Rolando Panerai, who I believe lived to be 94, 95. He was 95. I had also wanted to feature quite a bit more of him today. He recorded at least three times Silvio in Leoncavallo's Pagliacci, twice with Karajan, once for a film that he made with him that featured Raina Kabaivanska, and one with the La Scala forces in about 1965, I think. Uh, and that features the British soprano Joan Carlyle. They're very different performances, and also, of course, in one of his early recordings, he recorded Silvio opposite Maria Callas. And another famous recording with Callas, of course, is the Berlin Lucia from 1955, in which he sings Enrico to her Lucia. What we're hearing today is, I decided, the version with Joan Carlyle. We're going to hear a portion of the Silvio Nedda duet, which to me is the sexiest music in all of opera, for sure, and it receives an incredibly vivid and so specific performance, particularly from Panerai. There are a couple notes that are a little out of tune. I hope nobody has an issue with his vocal timbre. I love it, so if you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Oh, <laughs> 
On October 5th, the World of Opera suffered an incalculable loss with the sudden and unexpected death of Marcello Giordani, the wonderful Italian tenor. I remember seeing him a number of times. The ones that I particularly treasured were performances that he gave of Raoul in Les Ignots with Yves Queller, which also featured Krasimira Stoyanova in her U.S. debut as Valentine, and it was a memorable and really spectacular performance. Another thing that I saw him in was a not very good production of Benvenuto Cellini by Berlioz at the Met, but he was superb in the title role. I really like him singing French repertoire, I must confess. What I'm going to offer here is a portion of his performance of Au Souverain, Au Juge, Au Père from Jules Massenet's Upper Lucide from the 19th 1997 Richard Tucker Gala, and it's conducted by Julius Rudell. On October 4th, Diane Carroll, the great singing actor, passed away at the age of 84. Some people, of course, will remember her for her performance in Dynasty, in which she played, I don't even know, because I never watched the show. I remember seeing Diane Carroll on television in Julia when I was a child. It was the first show, I think, that featured an African-American woman in the central role. Uh, there were a lot of people who felt that it was sort of Uncle Tomish. I remember really enjoying the show. But what did I know? I wasn't a terribly enlightened person. I don't know how enlightened I am now. What I'm going to offer you is from around the same time as the Julia television show. She appeared on, I don't even know which show this was. It was in 1968. And she sings The Music That Makes Me Dance by Julie Stein from... 
funny girl. And it's a brilliant performance. I had to truncate it a little bit so that I could fit more singers in, but here is the magnificent Diane Carroll. I know he's around When the sky and the ground Started ringing I know that he's near By the thunder I hear In advance death I'm going to discuss is one that was felt very deeply by many, many people around the world and not just opera lovers. I'm speaking, of course, of the, again, premature death of Jesse Norman on September 30th at the age of 74. Now, I've gone on the record as saying that I wasn't the most enormous Jesse Norman fan, and yet... And yet, the more that I've been listening to her, the more I've been appreciating her. 
And I appreciate her also for the enormous contributions that she made to, well, I would call it social justice issues because she brought music to underserved populations and it was a very important thing for her. A lot of people have been talking about how they absolutely adore her performance of the four last songs, the recording on Philips originally with Kurt Mazur conducting the Leipzig Gewandhaus. I've never been particularly fond of that performance. I find the tempi ridiculously slow. Well, she's in pretty good voice, but it just never really grabbed me the way that it did other people. I listen for other things when I want to hear the four last songs. That said, I recently discovered a 1979 performance, that is, I think it's two or three years before she recorded it, of the four last songs with Wolfgang Savalisch conducting the Orchestre de la Suisse Romande. And that's a recording from 1979, as I said, and I'm going to offer just a portion sadly, of the Beim Schlafengehen, the third of the four songs, where the singer describes, and the poet, Hermann Hesse, describes being released into the magic sphere of the night. It's truly one of the most exquisite moments in all of music, and it's given a particularly beautiful performance here. So many thanks to Jesse Norman for everything that she did.
We lost two very, very significant pianists this past year, more than just two, but I'm going to talk about two of them in particular. One is Paul Badura Skoda. There were false reports of his death maybe a week or two beforehand, but eventually he did succumb at the age of 91 on the 25th of September. Now, he didn't do much playing for singers, but this, since this is a podcast that concerns itself with singing, I was thrilled to remember that he accompanies one of my very favorite singers, Elisabeth Söderström, in her soul recording of Franz Schubert's Lieder. He plays on the Hammerklavier, so it's a different kind of sound. But this is a performance of Erlkönig and I think it is the most vivid, the most hair-raising, the most terrifying performance of this song that I have ever heard. I've never heard anybody go out on a limb with their different characterizations to the extent that Söderström does. As the Germans say, hut up, I salute her, and I encourage you all to explore the legacy of Paul Badura Skoda, both as a solo pianist and as a chamber musician. Ich 
I'm so grateful to my not boyfriend David for suggesting this next selection. On the 5th of August, Toni Morrison died at the age of 88. There are very few more important writers in really the history of American literature. We'll just say that. I've read all of her books and they made an enormous impression on me. And what David reminded me of is that there was a collaboration between her and another artist who died this year, Andre Previn. Andre Previn died several months earlier on the 28th of February at the age of 89. The two of them together collaborated on a song cycle for Kathleen Battle called Honey and Rue. And from that, I am going to offer one of the songs. I believe there are six songs in the cycle. And I'm going to offer the second last song called I Am Not Seaworthy. This is a song about the injustice of slavery. In fact, I'm no fan of A Streetcar Named Desire, Previn's first attempt to write an opera. I think he's better in small-scale work. That's my own opinion. This cycle, Honey and Rue, is really extraordinary, truly a masterpiece. This is the text of the poem, I Am Not Seaworthy. I am not seaworthy. Look how the fish mistake my hair for home. I had a life like you. I shouldn't be riding the sea. I am not seaworthy. Let me be earthbound, star-fixed, mixed with sun and smacking air. Give me the smile, the magic kiss to trick little boy death of my hand. I am not seaworthy. Look how the fish mistake my hair for home.
The Canadian bass Joseph Rouleau died on the 12th of July at the age of 90. He's very well known for some of the work that he did with John Sutherland. He had an album of French opera arias, including the Don Carlos aria by Verdi in French, Elle ne m'aime pas. I had considered including his version of the bass aria from La Jolie Fille de Perte, Con la Flamme de l'Amour, but I decided in the end upon a selection from Henri Sauguet's song cycle Vision Infernale, Visions of Hell. It's sort of, <laughs> I guess it's sort of in keeping with the rather heavy Toni Morrison poem that we just heard. This is a setting of texts by Max Jacob, who was killed by the Nazis. This cycle was composed in 1948, four years after Max Jacob's death. So Guy composed the work for the Polish-French bass Doda Conrad. This is a magnificent cycle, deeply depressing. I would like to encourage everyone to go onto YouTube and find the recording of Joseph Rouleau singing this cycle, accompanied by Claude Savard in a 1971 recording. I'm only offering a very short excerpt here. It's the sixth and last song of the cycle called Exhortation or Exhortation. And this translation is by Christopher Goldsack. You so handsome who pass by. You so good who love me. You so great that you are admired. I weep to you. Oh, yes. My eyes will fill themselves with tears. And once you have passed by, my tears will not cease. For I know towards which pit you are heading. I know better than anyone the one who lies in wait for you around the bend. Je connais mieux que personne celui qui vous guette au détour. Brazilian bossa nova artist Juan Gilberto died on the 6th of July. He is 
credited with being in some important ways the father of bossa nova music. He wrote The Girl from Ipanema as a duet with his then wife, Astrid Gilberto. What I'm offering to you today is the song called Queja de Saudace, which is from his 1959 album of the same title, which is considered possibly the first bossa nova album. He died at the age of 88, infirm, in poor health, failing mental capacity, but this song and his music will live forever in this world of relaxed sensuality. Vai minha tristeza e diz a ela que sem ela não pode ser. Diz-lhe numa prece que ela regresse porque eu não posso mais sofrer Chega de saudade A realidade é que Sem ela não há paz, não há beleza É só tristeza e a melancolia Que não sai de mim, não sai de mim, não sai Mas se ela voltar, se ela voltar que coisa linda, que coisa louca Pois há menos peixinhos a nadar no mar Do que os beijinhos que eu darei na sua boca Dentro dos meus braços Os abraços hão de ser milhões de abraços Apertado assim, colado assim, calado assim Abraços e beijinhos e carinhos sem ter fim Que é pra acabar com esse negócio de viver longe de mim Vai minha tristeza e diz a ela Que sem ela não pode ser Diz-lhe numa prece que ela regresse, porque eu não posso mais sofrer. Chega de saudade, a realidade é que sem ela não há paz, não há beleza, é só tristeza e a melancolia que não sai de mim, não sai de mim, não sai. Mas se ela voltar, se ela voltar, que coisa linda, que coisa louca. Pois há menos peixinhos a nadar no mar do que os beijinhos que eu darei na sua boca. Dentro dos meus braços, os abraços hein? De ser milhões de abraços Apertado assim Colado assim, calado assim Abraços e beijinhos Carinhos sem ter fim Que é pra acabar com esse negócio De viver longe de mim Não quero mais esse negócio De você viver assim Vamos deixar desse negócio De você viver sem mim The very important composer 
and band leader Sid Raymond died on the 1st of July at the age of 100. He's very famous for a number of things, including being one of the orchestrators of the original score of West Side Story, along with Hershey Kay and Bernstein himself. He also wrote an enormous amount of music for television, including ads that sometimes turned into popular hits. For instance, this one that we're about to hear. When I realized that he had written this song, I couldn't not include it. It's so politically incorrect. And it began as a Diet Pepsi commercial. You will recognize it immediately, I suspect. It was primarily an instrumental number, but when Andy Williams recorded it, words were provided. So you get to hear just how revoltingly misogynist this text really is. Music to watch girls by Sid Raymond. I'm making a little light here, but he was a very important figure. The boys watch the girls while the girls watch the boys who watch the girls go by. I do I. They solemnly convene to make the scene. Which is the name of the game? Watch a guy or watch a dame on any street in town. Up and down. And over and across romances boss. Guys talk. Girl talk. It happens everywhere. Eyes watch. Girls walk. With tender loving care. It's keeping track of the pack, watching them, watching back, that makes the world go round. What's that sound? Each time you hear a loud and collective sigh, they're making music to watch girls by. The enigmatic singer Leon Redbone died at the age of 69 on the 30th of May. He was a strange fellow, but an int- a very interesting artist, I think. He was born in Cyprus of Armenian ancestry and first appeared on stage in Toronto in the early 70s. He's really known primarily as a singer of sort of Tin Pan Alley standards, jazz and blues, things like this. One of the songs that he did to absolutely delicious effect is called Please Don't Talk About Me When I'm Gone. And given that this episode is all about tribute to those who have gone before, we're breaking his request and we're talking about him and celebrating him. Please don't talk about me when I'm gone Though our friendship ceases from now on Anything real nice It's better Not to talk at all My love You go your way I'll go my best We do Here's a kiss I hope that And lots of luck to you Makes no difference how I carry on. Please don't talk about when I'm gone. 
I mentioned earlier the death of Heather Harper on the 22nd of April. I listened to her all week long thinking that she was going to be the primary focus of this episode and then I realized that there were so many important artists that had died this last year that I really would have to come back to her. What people don't realize is she really could sing anything. When Galina Vishnevskaya was prevented by Soviet authorities from coming over to sing in the world premiere of Britain's War Requiem. Heather Harper learned the part in very short notice and made a brilliant effect. She also was a magnificent Strauss singer. She was fabulous in French opera. There's a wonderful recording of her doing Marguerite from Buenos Aires. She sang Elsa in Lohengrin at Bayreuth in the mid-60s. We heard how superb she was in that Cavalli duet with Gerald English. Here I'm going to offer the first recording Recording, I think that I ever heard of her. It's Pierre Boulez's first recording of the Seven Early Songs of Alban Berg, and here she is singing Die Nachtigall with such a soaring, radiant top and a solid technique up and down. I could go on at great length about her, but I hope to revisit her with you in the very near future. Here's Heather Harper with Pierre Boulez conducting the London Symphony in Die Nachtigall, the third of of the sieben frühe Lieder of Alban Berg.
I mentioned that we would be discussing two important pianists who died this past year. On April 16th, the significant pianist, accompanist, chamber musician Jörg Demus died at the age of 90. I treasured his recordings with Ellie Amling from a very early age. And here, in a way of, again, piggybacking our tributes, I'm going to include his recording of Hugo Wolf's Fussreise with the East German bass baritone Theo Adam, who died at the very beginning of last year on January 10th. I'm taking him a little bit out of sequence, but it's so that I could include him with Jörg Demus. Here is Hugo Wolf's Fussreise to a text by Eduard Mörike. Theo Adam, by the way, was 92 when he died. Wanderstab, wenn ich in die Frühe so durch Wälder ziehe, Hügel auf und ab. Dann bis Vöglein im Laube singet und sich rührt, oder wie die goldene Traube von der Geistag spürt in der ersten Morgensonne. So fühlt auch mein alter Lieber Adam Herbst und Frühlingsfieber. Gott beherzte, die verscherzte, Erstlingsparadieses Wunder. Also bist du nicht so schlimm, o alter Adam, wie die strengen Lehrer sagen. Singst und kreisest immer noch wie an ewig neuen Schöpfungstagen einen lieben Schöpfer Now here's a singer I had never encountered before today, but I'm very glad that I did. The wonderful singer-songwriter Margaret Lewis, who was also known as Maggie Warwick, who died on the 29th of March at the age of 79. She founded a record company, Ace Records. She wrote a lot of songs for country artists and sort of R&B artists, from Jeannie C. Riley to Delaney and Bonnie Bramlett. 
This song was one of her biggest hits for another singer. This is called Reconsider Me. It was originally recorded by the singer Johnny Adams, but she also recorded it herself, and it's that version that we're going to hear right now. Margaret Lewis, a.k.a. Maggie Warwick, the song Reconsider Me. It's fabulous. Hello, baby. Yes, it's really me. you're surprised to see me here at your door like a sparrow with a broken wing bass Joshua Hecht also died on the 29th of March at the age of 91. He had recently emigrated to Australia, but at the beginning of his life, he was a student and early protege of Rosa Poncel. He had an incredibly secure technique and sang around the world, maintaining firm vocal control up until the very end of his life. There's a wonderful YouTube clip. I hope that you will all look it up 
of excerpts of him in live operatic recordings, including everything from Fliegende Holländer to Filippo in Don Carlo, Scarpia, Michonet in Adriana Le Couvreur, Zaccaria in Nabucco. Everything is really magnificently sung. I really recommend that you give it a listen. What I'm going to offer today is an excerpt from Mark Blitzstein's Regina. He sang Horace Giddens in the world premiere of the piece and also participated in this recording from 1958 when it was revived at City Opera with Brenda Lewis in the title role. Brenda Lewis, just incidentally, was also a student of Madame Freshel, Marion Shekely Freshel, who was the teacher of both Shirley Verrett and Camilla Williams, both of whom we have I've spent some time with this past fall. So here we're going to hear Brenda Lewis in a brief exchange with Horace Giddens as portrayed by Joshua Hecht. The name of this little arioso is I'm sick of you, I'm sick of this house. I'm including a little bit of the portion right before that where the dramatic situation is clarified. Horace dies almost immediately after this aria when Regina withholds the heart medicine that he needs to keep him alive. She's quite a piece of work, that Regina. Leo took the bath. I don't believe it. This fine gentleman who nearly married your daughter took the key, opened the box, and stole them. Last night, during the party, he stole them for Oscar, and for Ben, of course, too. That's why Ben was so happy. Such fools! Oh, this will make a fine story! Couldn't it? To hold over their heads! Regina! I'm not going to hold it over their heads. I'm going to let them keep the bonds as a loan from you. What? Oh, no, you won't. I'll do something about that. You won't do anything because you can't. I shall simply say we lent them the bonds. You would do that? In my new will, I am leaving you just those bonds, and that's all. There's nothing you can do. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of this house. I'm sick of my whole life here. And I am sick of your brothers and small dirty tricks to make a dime. It's about time you would stop. Yes, it's about time. For your ectotone, you and your brothers, your ectotone, Scott Walker was an American-born, British naturalized singer-songwriter whose career began as a member of the pseudonymous Walker Brothers with songs like The Sun Ain't Gonna Shine Anymore and 
make it easy on yourself, things like this. He gradually became more and more experimental. And this song, which I'm going to offer to you, called The Old Man's Back Again, the subtitle being dedicated to the neo-Stalinist regime, finds him toward the very beginning of what became a very experimental career that ended up influencing people like David Bowie and Radiohead. This is Scott Walker, thankfully not the same person as the infamous and odious former governor of my home state. Nuff said. Scott Walker died on the 22nd of March at the age of 76. I seen a hand, I seen a vision. It was reaching through the clouds to risk a dream. A shadow crossed the sky and it crushed it to the ground just like a beast. The old man's back again The old man's back again I seen a woman Standing in the snow She was silent As she watched them Take her man Teardrops burned her cheeks for she thought she'd heard the shadow had left this land. The old man's back again. Disgust. Older women whispering, wondering just what these young hotheads want of us. And Andre V, he cries, with eyes that ring like chimes. His anti words go spinning through his head. He burns them in his dreams. For half awake, they may as well be dead. The old man's back again. I see he's back again. I see a soldier, he's standing in the rain. For him, there's no old man. To walk behind Devoured by his pain Bewildered by the faces Who pass him by He'd like another name The one he's got a curse These people cry Why can't they understand his mother called him Ivan Then she died The old man's back again The old, old, old man's back again I 
On the 21st of February, the French baritone Jean-Christophe Benoit died at the age of 93. He was very well known for his performances in operetta. He sings many supporting roles in EMI Pate recordings. He sang Don Caïr in Carmen in four different studio recordings. He also recorded songs of Ravel, music of Satie, Baroque opera, many different things, and also a great deal of contemporary opera. What I'm going to offer today is from his recording of Melodie with the late Franco-Italian pianist Aldo Ciccolini. This is one of my very favorite songs of all time, Maurice Ravel's Sainte to a text by Stéphane Mallarmé, Jean-Christophe Benoit. The same day that Benoit died, the Austrian soprano Hilde Zadek died at the age of 101. I had always thought of Zadek as being a uh, not a very attractive or nimble singer, but I've been listening to her as well these past few days, and I'm happy to say that I am mistaken about that. She's charming in operetta. She has a recording of Zigonia Baron with Clemens Kaus. She was a magnificent Strauss and Mozart singer. She also sang a killer Elisabeth in Tannhäuser, also Elsa in these types of roles. What I'm going to offer now is a recording from 1951 with Ferdinand Leitner conducting. It's a live recording of Leonore, Beethoven's first version of Fidelio. I've excerpted the big aria because it's simply too long to include on this particular episode, but you do get to hear how much more complicated the vocal writing is, even though I believe that she does a slight 
slightly truncated version of the aria. It's still much more challenging even than the Abscheuliche, which is the final version of this aria.
The German bass baritone Eckehart Vlaschicha died on the 20th of February at the age of 80. He's particularly known for his Alberich in Goethe Dämmerung and Rheingold, but I found a very interesting recording from 1982 of him singing Iago in Otello, and I'm going to offer a very short excerpt of him singing from the Credo in the second act. This recording also featured Celestina Casapietra as Desdemona and Spasvenkov as Otello. This is a 1982 live recording from the Berliner Staatsoper. The same day that Flaschicha died, the distinguished American composer Dominic Argento died at the age of 91. He wrote so many wonderful operas and song cycles in particular. I'm going to offer my favorite, and that is an excerpt from his cycle from the Diary of Virginia Woolf that was written for Janet Baker and premiered by her in Minneapolis in 1975. This clip is from the world premiere performance. It's the seventh movement of the cycle called Parents. I'm offering it in its entirety. It's deeply moving and Janet Baker's performance is out of this world. I realize this is the first time I've offered Janet Baker to my listeners, but she is one of my go-to singers and I love her with all my heart. And in this performance, you'll be able to see why.
contemporary, I shall lose my child's vision. I'm sorry to say that before she died on the 17th of February at the age of 86, I had never heard of the jazz singer Ethel Ennis, but I saw her obituary in the New York Times and I became a passionate convert to her artistry. She had a mostly localized career in the Baltimore area, and yet in the late 50s and early 60s she did have significant record deals with Capitol Records and then subsequently with RCA Records. I'm going to offer a selection from one of her RCA recordings. The song is called The Moon Was Yellow. Evidently was originally written for that Sinatra person of whom I am not a great fan, but boy does she give this a wonderful performance and it's a beautiful arrangement as well. The moon was yellow And the night was young A small brought us together And I was wondering whether We'd meet again someday The moon was yellow And a song was sung That vocal inspiration Gave me the inclination To give my heart to you Around the Cupid fellow 
On the 29th of January, the wonderful American baritone Sanford Sylvan died unexpectedly at the age of 65. He was a rather self-effacing kind of artist, but iconoclastic as well in the way in which he sings with such naturalness, such frankness, such unadorned directness. One of my favorite performances of his is of Samuel Barber's Hermit Songs, which, until the time he recorded them, was really considered to be a woman's cycle. Of course, they were originally written for Leontine Price. I'm going to offer you from the Hermit Songs, Sandy Sylvan singing The Crucifixion, a song which particularly suits his understated eloquence. May he rest in peace. The great Michel Legrand died nearly a year ago now, on the 26th of January. Actually, it was 11 months ago yesterday. It's a little presumptuous of me to offer my own performance of something, but he wrote one of my very favorite songs, What Are You Doing the Rest of Your Life? This is a performance that I gave of it live in Berlin in 2015. Spend it all with 
Beloved Carol Channing died on the 15th of January at the ripe old age of 97. Just a few minutes ago, I learned that Jerry Herman died yesterday, and I am going to offer a tribute to him at the very end. Of course, I could combine Carol Channing and Jerry Herman, it would make perfect sense, but I had a wonderful, light-hearted tribute to Carol Channing from her show. It was a review called Showgirl in 1961. It's completely and utterly charming, and it's the first time, to my knowledge, that she did her oft-repeated version of the Cecilia Sisson character. The excerpt is called The Inside Story. So enjoy this little novelty number from the late Carol Channing. In Hollywood, fame is a fleeting thing to coin a phrase. I'll bet very few of you remember a girl named Cecilia Sisson, who starred in the first all-talking, all-singing motion picture, Mississippi Melody. Beautiful Cecilia Sisson with the face of an angel and the figure of a wood nymph. Among the top ten at one time, and now but a memory, what happened? This is the inside story. My name is Cecilia Sisson. S-I-S-S-O-N. I starred in the first all-talking picture, Mississippi Melody. I had been on the silent screen for seven years and had worked with Wallace Beery, Buster Keaton, C. Aubrey Smith, and many others. My career was going great guns when suddenly something happened. 
night, I hit the skids, so to speak. They seemed to feel that there was something wrong with my voice. Absolutely asinine. There wasn't a thing the matter with my voice. It was studio politics, that's what it was. I just wouldn't play ball with the producer. And I told him so in no uncertain terms. Now, when I watch all the old movies on TV, I say to myself, Cecilia, old girl, with your looks and talent, you could have been one of the greatest stars today if you'd only been able to keep your big mouth shut. The great Clyde King was primarily a backup singer. She died on the 7th of January at the age of 75. Like so many backup singers, she actually had the chops to have been able to sustain a solo career. And in fact, she did record a number of solo records. This recording that I'm about to offer to you is of Bobby Gentry's Ode to Billy Joe, and it was recorded originally in 1968, but went unreleased until finally came out on CD in 2007. Clyde King, Ode to Billy Joe. It was the third of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. Now I was out of chopping cotton and my brother was bailing hay. And then at dinner time we stopped and walked back to the house to eat. And Mama hollered at the back door, y'all remember to wipe your feet. And then she said, I got some news this morning from Choctaw Ridge. Today, Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Papa said to Mama as he passed around the black-eyed peas. Oh, Billy Joe never had a lick of sense. Pass the biscuits, please. Shame about Billy Joe anyhow. Seems like nothing ever comes to no good up on Choctaw Ridge. And now Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Brother said he recollected when the heat tone Billy Joe. Put a frog down my back at the Carroll County Picture Show. Jump 
off the Tallahatchie Bridge Here's a bit of a novelty number from the mid-70s that I remember from the years that I was growing up. It's the Captain and Tennille, Love Will Keep Us Together. Daryl Dragon, a.k.a. the Captain, died on the 2nd of January this past year, 2019, at the age of 76. He and Tony Tennille had, at that point, been divorced, but according to reports... She was at his side when he died. So in the end, it looks like love did keep them together. Whatever. Okay. 
Now we're going to backtrack just a few weeks to the 26th of January. On that day, the same day that Michel Legrand died, the wonderful Viennese soprano Vilma Lipp died. Her recording of the Johann Strauss Waltz Frühlingsstimmen, Voices of Spring, as underscoring to read you some of the other deaths of singers and other musicians this past year. This time I'm going to start from January. On January 7th, the South African composer John Joubert died at the age of 91. Noel Rothsthorne, the British composer, died on the 28th of January at the age of 89. The Swedish composer Magnus Lindberg died at the age of 66 on February 26th. The organist Peter Herford died on the 3rd of March at the age of 88. The French jazz musician Jacques Lussier, famous for his riffs on the music of J.S. Bach, died on the 5th of March at the age of 84. The German conductor Michael Gielen died on the 8th of March at the age of 91. The American organist Marilyn Mason died on the 4th of April at the age of 93. A very influential pop musician Lou Reed died on the 15th of April at the age of 83. The iconic Doris Day died on the 13th of May at the age of 97. The Franco-Spanish singer Nilda Fernandez died on the 17th of May at the age of 61. The Israeli contralto Mira Zakai died on the 20th of May at the age of 76. The Norwegian composer Ib Nurholm died on the 10th of June at the age of 88. The American composer Peter Westergaard died on the 27th of June at the age of 88. The Canadian composer Michael Colgrass died at the age of 87 on the 7th of July. The sweet-toned violinist Aaron Rosand died at the age of 92 on the 9th of July. Art Neville, one of the Neville brothers, died at the age of 81 on the 22nd of July. Peter Fonda, a sometime musician, died on the 16th of August at the age of 79. The French conductor Bourget Boutry died on the 7th of September at the age of 87. The American pop singer Eddie Money died on the 13th of September at the age of 70, while Rick Ocasek of The Cars died on the 15th of September at the age of 75. The Irish singer Sandy Jones died on the 19th of September at the age of 68. The composer Christopher Rouse died on the 21st of September at the age of 70. The Georgian composer Gia Cancelli died on the 2nd of October at the age of 84. The great drummer Ginger Baker, one of the founding members of Cream, died on the 6th of October at the age of 80. Portuguese singer Eduardo Nascimento died the 22nd of November at the age of 76. 
The Chilean-American composer Juan Orego Salas died on the 24th of November at the age of 100. The Latvian conductor Maris Janssens died on the 30th of November at the age of 76. And, as we discussed last week, the Swedish singer Marie Fredriksson, one half of the duo Roxette, died on the 9th of December at the age of 61. Finally, Abby Simon, the American pianist, died on the 18th of December at the age of 99. The wonderfully eccentric American singer-songwriter Ali Willis, who composed one of my favorite songs, What Have I Done to Deserve This?, which was the big comeback for Dusty Springfield, died on Christmas Eve at the age of 72. That is just a handful of the great singers and musicians who died in the year 2019. It has been my privilege to present some of them to you. I hope that you will join me in 2020, when for the first two months I will be presenting one LP a week, a recording that's particularly special to me and that has had either limited release on CD or no re-release on CD or other platforms. And now, as our sign-off for the year 2019, I'm simply going to offer one of my favorite songs by the late, great Jerry Herman, sung by the, thank goodness, still present and with us, Victoria Clark, Before the Parade Passes By. Oh, that's a-
I'm gonna go and taste Saturday's high life before the parade passes by. I'm gonna get some life back into my life. I'm ready to move out in front. I've had enough of just passing by life with the rest of them. The best of them, I can hold my head up high. For I've got a goal again, I've got a drive again. I'm gonna feel my heart coming alive again before the parade passes by. Listen and hear. Blow and the cymbals crash and the sparklers light the sky. I'm gonna raise the roof. I'm gonna carry on. Give me an old trombone. Give me an old baton before the parade. My friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Gundlach. See you next year.